to be with you today. So happy to have been with you this early part of January and the things we've been talking about together. I hope you are looking to our website for ideas and products and resources and the schedule of our podcast subjects. So we have begun this year with talking about loving God and loving others and the great two-step that God has given us and what utter groundedness and risk-taking really looks like. I, I want to today spend a few minutes with you on um, a response to the January 6th event in our nation's capital. Now, many of you who are listening uh, listen from foreign countries. You do not have the same connection to America as those of us who live here and listen from America. But I also know that you're watching it, and I have seen a number of clips of international commentators and responders and understand that you have seen also with whatever view you've had Uh, what's going on in America in 2021. I have a group of small, a small group of young women. They're not small. (laughs) Well, they are small. I don't mean to imply they're big. Oh, get yourself out of trouble, Donna. Um, I have a group of young women who I've been meeting with now for a number of years. And we gather together to pray and talk about uh, what happened on January 6th. And the very first response was very powerful to me. And it was not an answer to a question. It was just an opening remark. And what she said was, I think the people who were engaged in the event at the Capitol were not people who felt heard. They didn't feel heard. Now, I want to tell you candidly, my very first thought, oh my, enough of this, enough of this, I'm not heard, I don't, you're not listening to me, but that was just a, a nanosecond thought, and then I just sort of clutched to myself, I thought, oh, I know what that feels to not be heard, I know what it feels to not be heard, I know what it feels to not be heard when I was a child, when I was growing up. In my adult life, I know what it feels to be in a group and others who are more proficient in vocabulary or thinking speak the first words and they are heard because their words are really popular. And what does it mean to not be heard? What does that mean? So we had a wonderful dialogue about what it means to not be heard. And then I tied that together to the things that we've been talking about here, finding quiet and solitude and sacred listening, which I'm going to air um, in a couple of days. So I wanted to have a small response from Donna Otto and Modern Homemakers and tie that to this concept of not being heard. So I want to ask you three questions that 
um, I'd like you to just give some thought to. Be wonderful if you are um, a woman who, or a man who writes in a journal, if you would respond to them in writing and give them some careful thinking. But when you saw whatever you saw on whatever channel or whatever time, whatever day, immediately or days later, what did you see? What did you see? And this seems important to me because I had this own personal response to something that I saw recently. As you know, we moved last year, and we're still in the moving process. Every day we make some additional organizational plus, which makes us feel like we're, we're home and we're living here and we know where things are. But one of the things that's unfinished is our closet and um, the dressing area space and the master bedroom space. And I don't have a full-length mirror except an oval mirror with beveled glass in an antique piece of furniture that we have in our bedroom. Did you get that? Oval, antique. So the glass isn't really great. But that didn't stop the fact that I stopped to look what I saw in the mirror about my own body. Now, I've been saying I gained a few pandemic pounds, and there are so many memes running around, as you have heard uh, and seen, about all the things we've gained and how we've eaten. And the, one of them I love the most was the armor of God has certainly gotten heavier. <laughs> a new way to talk about pandemic pounds. But what did I actually see was different than what I'd been thinking or feeling. So I want you to pause, if you can, and be as candid with yourself about what did you actually see? And then what did you think? And what did you feel? I don't think it's popular. I don't think it's ever been popular to follow Christ, to be a Jesus follower. And I want you to um, pause in your own life and see what you think it means to be a Jesus follower. And are you willing to be less popular? I know that some of you who will listen to me today will not agree with me, and that's perfectly fine. I hope it doesn't mean you'll go any place um, else or pull the plug on us. We hope that our disagreements will be one that um, we can both agree to disagree about. But the first thing I want to say is that I have this sense that America, for all of us, especially those of us who follow Christ, is often thrown before us in a way that makes us want to put America before Jesus. I don't know if it's significant to you or just in small increments, but I find myself thinking about the flag and America and the pledge and hearing people saying, God bless America, and hearing speakers say, God bless America, and America first, and America is best, and America, just a lot of ideas that make it sound like America is better than anyone else in the world. America does not have more God or more right to God than any other country in the world. 
And for those of you who are listening in other countries, I want you to know that I believe that sincerely and deeply in my heart. And a country that I often pray for is Ecuador because of my connections with Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. And it's been 65 years ago, 65 years ago. Some of you are not even that old that um, Jim Elliot and his five colleagues um, were killed for the cause of Christ in Ecuador. It does Jesus love Ecuador less than America? America is not first. Dear loved ones who listen to modern homemakers, remember, America is not first. It is never first. Jesus is always first. And I think it's easy to add Jesus to everything. Do you ever think about that? Like, I love Jesus. I love him first. But I add him to everything. I add him to what I think, I add him to what I read, I add him to what I do, to what I buy, to where I give. It, it just, he's a part of everything. And I've been thinking about the ad versus the leadership, the ad versus the leadership. And because I love to read the Bible and I read both Old and New Covenants, I had this notion um, during Advent about the Messiah and the Messiah coming the Messiah who came in this very humble, innocuous way. And yet the Magi came, and they recognized him as the Messiah, and they knew that he was the Messiah, and they had come to worship the Messiah. And Herod, who did not want the Messiah to have any place first, and he said to the Magi, when you find him, come and tell me. And the scripture just adds this sort of phrase, and the Magi went home a different way. And they didn't tell Herod they had found Christ and the babe in the manger, and they didn't go back the way they had come, which was through Herod's place. They went back a different way because they had found the Messiah, and what Herod wanted to do with the Messiah was very different than what the Messiah came to do. He's never been popular. And I think he'll always be a daily decision to go first. So I don't know what you saw, but some of the things that I saw was there are a lot of enemies, and a lot of enemies. It seemed more enemies than even generosity or graciousness or grace. We talked last fall about loving your enemies these are things that Jesus has called us to do. And when I pause to say, what did Jesus call me to do with regard to everyone I know? And that is to love them. The great two-step, love God and love others. And then how can you love someone who's vehemently different than you? I think only through Jesus, because he is first and it is his your highest priority. And then he says, love your enemies and pray for those who despitefully use and persecute you. Despitefully use and persecute you. I, I, I feel that there has been a lot of persecution and a lot of ill will spoken against each other. And then I recently watched some of the C-SPAN footage of what's going on in the house of um, Congress. 
the House and the Senate floors and how the impeachment, uh, the second impeachment, and the words that were spoken. And as I watched and listened to some of these words, not only did I not find any grace in the words, not only did I not find any love in the enemies, I found vitriolic behavior and conversation toward enemies. And that can never unite us. That can only separate us even further. And the other thing I found, which is not like Jesus, and Jesus calls us to put ourselves in the last position as he did. In the last position, he wasn't the Messiah who came, who could have called down 10,000 angels. He was the Messiah who came through the birth canal of a human being and lived in darkness for 33 years and then was crucified. Last place. He took the bottom rung, not the top rung. And when I listened to the leaders of our country spewing things about what they think and how many of them said the same thing only with a different twist, and I thought, why are we standing in the platform saying these things except that perhaps they wanted to say these things so they could be known for the sides they have taken? Oh, we have to take sides. I know that. I don't, believe me, I'm not immature enough to know that we don't have to vote and that our country isn't in a situation where we're called to stay, say yes or no. But a house divided cannot stand, and the divisions continue to grow great. If you just simply took the golden rule, the golden rule, which does come out of the scripture, what is the golden rule? Treat others as you would like to be treated. So this movement that we see, this unkindness toward one another, does not seem to me to be the way Jesus calls us. So those of you who listen to us regularly and know and know that we follow Jesus and we want to encourage you to follow Jesus, we encourage you to behave as Jesus would behave, we encourage you to read your Bibles, we encourage you to be a part of a local congregation, whether you're attending with the pandemic or not. I listened to a pastor here in Phoenix, his name is Cal Jernigan, and he said something that was very powerful. He said, words matter, ideas matter, leaders matter, and character matters. Words matter, ideas matter, leaders matter, and character matters. My husband, who is quite an active man in his retirement, and he has served on a number of boards of ministry, and um, I, I'm not sure that I could do all that board work that he does. The Ministry of Modern Homemakers has a board, and I always think, oh, that's enough for me to handle. But his, um, his, his sort of genius IQ and his ability to relate to people and all of his business, plus his lawyering, makes him a great candidate to assist a board of people who are moving in one direction. And one of the boards that he serves on is called Elevate Phoenix. I'm not going to spend any time on it except to tell you that they go into a public school with money that has been raised by men and women around the world, some who love Christ and some who are interested in Christ, and they teach in the public school 13 
13 character traits. Words matter. What words come out of your mouth? The things you have hid in your heart. Ideas matter. What ideas do you get? Where do you get them from? Do you get them from the local news, the international news, the, the television, books, other people? Leaders matter. What kind of leader do you follow? Who are your leaders? Jesus ought to be your leader. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And character matters. And I want to end this time together by just giving you the list of 13 character traits that are taught in the public schools in Phoenix, Arizona, that have the Elevate program. Caring, integrity, responsibility, courage, problem-solving, vision, leadership, decision-making, goal-setting, respect, career-mindedness, communication, and a positive work ethic. As I recalled those 13 character traits when I talking with this young group of women, I thought, of these 13 character traits, I'm sorry to say that a number of them are missing in the voices that I'm seeing and hearing during this very difficult time in America. And I'm asking you to pray for us. Pray for each and every one of us. Pray for yourself that you might be a man or a woman who understands that these things matter that what you speak matters, that the ideas you have in your head are often the words that you speak, that the leaders you follow and listen to matter, and that character matters. And I've chosen to isolate the character of respect. I feel strongly that we do not show respect to one another. We are not gracious and gentle leaders ourselves, we do not show respect. So I'm asking you to consider these ideas. These are my responses to the January 6th event in Washington, D.C., the capital of America. For all of you who live wherever you live, um, know that I pray for you, the listeners of our um, podcast. For those of you who write me, I pray for you by name. And I ask you to pray for our country as we pray for the countries in the world. Remember that it's not America first or any country first. It's always Jesus Christ. Well, thank you so much for the many emails and PSs to emails about subjects and things you're interested in hearing from modern homemakers. I always have to say thanks for listening. But we want you to continue offering these for the next couple of weeks. The Sermon on the Mount is still on the table, and I think you're laughingly saying she's going to do that anyway. I am going to do some of it, but I also want to know how seriously I should dig into it and how many shows you might be interested in listening to about the Sermon on the Mount. So if you will send us an email. I'm responding to all those emails personally, and I'll look forward to hearing from you and the topics that would encourage you the most in 2021 from Modern Homemakers. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of respect.